When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Well, going into their game tonight against San Jose, the Calgary Flames trail the Dallas Stars by three points for the second wildcard position in the Western Conference. Sharks and Flames about to get going. The Stars are up 1-0 on the Senators late in the second period. Capitals lead the Islanders 3-1 after two. Preds and Avalanche about to get going. Red Wings taking on the Ducks, and the Wild will play the Golden Knights a little bit later on. Anaheim also out of the playoffs. They're one point behind Dallas, two behind L.A. for third in the Pacific. So uh, I know there's a heavy ABC sentiment out there. At least there was the other night when we were talking about the Flames-Oilers game coming out. If uh, Coming up, if you're one of those folks who wants to see the Flames suffer and miss the playoffs, then tonight you definitely want the Dallas Stars to win in Ottawa and you want the Sharks to beat the Flames. If you also dislike the Anaheim Ducks, and I know many of you do as well, then uh, you want them to lose to Detroit tonight and also have the Stars uh, hang on to beat Ottawa. Again, one nothing Dallas leading the Senators. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, we'll get to Riley Keezer in this half hour of the show. Uh, full disclosure, because of the time change and some of uh, the, the responsibilities and routines that the Golden Bears hockey players have to worry about, I, I taped this a couple hours after they beat um, after they beat Acadia in their quarterfinal, so won't have any specific comments about facing Saskatchewan again tomorrow, but it will be the Bears and the Huskies in the national semifinal. 8-6 Bears over Acadia. Saskatchewan beat McGill 4-1. So I know today I was I watched the, the game online, and, and i got to complain a little bit here. And I, I don't think this is just like, oh, Reed's just a media guy complaining about this and the general public doesn't care. No, I actually think this is a, a problem that pertains to the, the general public or the average sports fan. And when it comes to Golden Bears hockey, I don't mind admitting, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the program too. I mean, I've been following them since I was a student there in the early 90s. So you, we all know university sports can has has challenges for coverage, Right, they're always trying to get more fans out, more people to watch, more people to care. Uh, it doesn't have the the huge cachet or the or the big you know power like American sports do and the American college sports do in the United States. Though I mean, the, though the Golden Bears do pretty well, I, you know they they have pretty good support, but it's not like they fill a, a ten thousand seat arena for hockey or basketball. So I, I want to watch the semifinal. So I go to the U Sports website. I click on men's hockey. I click on schedule results. 
it starts in October. Now, first of all, you should have the most current games at the time. I, I, guys, look, I know I'm really complaining and being nitpicky here, but just put yourself in, or maybe you've been in these shoes. Like, just imagine you want to log on and watch. So I click on schedule results. It, the first games are the games in October. You got to scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. It's only regular season games. So I can't find any playoffs or national championships. So then you have to go to a separate site for the University Cup, as opposed to just going to the U Sports page and there being a big thing like, hey, here's what's going on right now. Here's your basketball scores. Here's your hockey scores. You want to watch, click here. No, not, nothing is laid out. So I go to the University Cup website, and then it's like, okay, great. Go to the schedule page there. Uh, watch live. So a one-day pass to watch University Sports online, and I, and I realize they have to make money. Uh, it's it's ten it's ten bucks now. I so obviously I'm going to pay because I wanted to watch the game, and I'm not I'm not complaining about the amount so much. I mean I think for the for the whole year it'd be a hundred bucks, and then you could watch all the university games you've wanted. So if you had a kid or a friend or you you were a fanatic fan, then great you could watch. But I but I was also thinking okay, so they got the university cup. These are the hockey games. In, in men's university hockey that would have the most interest ever in the course of a season. The semifinals and the final are on Sportsnet 360. So if you do want to watch the Bears tomorrow, 1 p.m. on Sportsnet 360. So I'm thinking, why not just make the quarterfinals free? Just say, hey, you want to watch, log on, watch part of the game, watch an entire game, have it in the background at work since they're on during the day in, in most of the country, especially in the West. So I don't know. I, I just find, and, and you, you guys can tell me if if I'm being like a, a jaded media guy. I don't think I don't think I am. But I, I just think if if they want people to watch, especially at this time of year, when they have a product that now people really want. I mean, hey, you're probably not logging on to watch the U of A beat Lethbridge, you know, seven two in on November tenth or whatever, right? Fair enough. But now, like, people are going to watch. They might watch, Edmontonians might watch at work or have it on, watch the end of the game on your lunch break. Why not just allow people to log on and watch? And that's my one complaint about university sports. And I know people who work in university sports, in marketing, in communications, in media relations, in public relations, and it just is so political and they're trying to be trying to you know got to be fair to everybody got to treat the little minnow schools the same way you treat u of a and and mcgill and, and toronto or whatever like no the bigger schools should be marketed more they should get more attention that's that's how it should work and they just can't seem to get out of their own way sometimes when it comes to marketing the sport and giving people access to it so there's my little complaint of the night it's a Friday night complaint window. I, I need to have, I, I, I should do that segment from the grouching bench in Evansburg. Because you're allowed to go be a grouch. You can sit on the grouching bench in Evansburg in front of the post office and you can complain about whatever you want. But anyway, that's just my little aside there on university sports. Other good news for the U of A today. Men's volleyball beating Quebec three sets to one. So it's going to be Alberta and UBC in the semifinal tomorrow. That's being played in Hamilton. Women's volleyball in Quebec City. The Pandas trailed Montreal two sets to nothing. Came back to win in five sets. They'll play 
UBC also in a semifinal tomorrow. So a lot to keep an eye on. Arnold Palmer Invitational. Henrik Stenson and Bryson DeChambeau lead at 11 under par. Tiger Woods tied for 17th. He was even par today, 4 under for the tournament. You can text 630-630. And you can call 780-496-0063. So <laughs> I love this. I get a text here uh, from the pizza delivery driver. Uh, hey, Reed, I heard you say yesterday you kept Academy Pizza in business in Hub Mall. Sorry to tell you it isn't there anymore. One of the giant pizza chains deliver there on a regular basis. Well, that is disappointing. Though it's been pretty much 25 years since I frequented Academy Pizza. But the young Reed Wilkins would like to go to Academy Pizza. The, the next generation of Reeds having their pizza dreams stamped out by a big soulless chain that delivers the Hub Mall. Pizza delivery driver, thank you. This might, this might be the most depressing Friday night show we've ever had. <laughs> What's next? Def Leppard disbanding? Uh, <laughs> Raptors tonight, where are they? Well, they're losing uh, 80-71 to to a not very good Dallas Mavericks team that is uh, late in the third quarter. The text line is 630-630. The open line is 780-496-0063. Okay, here's a good question. I wanted to get to this. This texter says, is there a good reason that I'm missing for the general managers to vote on the Vesda? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, the, the Vesda trophy has a little bit of a different history. It was originally just given to the goaltenders on the team who allowed the fewest goals against. So, for example, in... Uh, when, when was it? I'll just pick a year. 76-77. Ken Dryden and Michelle Bunny LaRock for the Montreal Canadiens shared the Vesna because Montreal allowed the fewest goals in the league. Then, in for the 81-82 season, the NHL changed the criteria and they said, OK, we're going to vote and they're going to let the general managers vote on it. So that's when they started picking a goalie. Billy Smith won the first Vesna under this format. Why it was done specifically at that time, I imagine they just said they wanted to let the general managers vote on something. So it, 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 is, the, uh, it, it is the GMs. Uh, <laughs> this, this texture says, the people marketing university sports are also responsible for reduced offense in the NHL. There we go. We'll just blame the university sports marketers for everything. That's a funny one. It is 7.15. It's Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. Let's get to my interview with Bears captain Riley Keezer. They beat Acadia 8-6. He scored twice in the first period, had four points. Uh, taped this earlier. Riley, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing very well. Big win for you guys today at Nationals. And, man, a quick start. You scored 13 seconds into the game. You got another one later in the first period. But take us through that first shift and that goal that got it rolling right away. Um, I think you always want to start um, at your best. And you want to just get pucks deep, get on the forecheck. And uh, we did that really early on. And uh, Fran made a great pass to me back door. And I was lucky enough to put it in. How did that help? set the tone for the game? I mean, I'm sure you guys were, were confident and knew what you had to do, but what did getting a goal right off the hop do for the bench? You know, I think it just gives you that confidence, you know, you play the right way and you, you get rewarded and um, you know, it definitely we couldn't take our foot off the gas because Acadia was a great opponent and uh, it just it just gave us a little bit uh, of confidence just going forward in the game. You played them last year in the first round. Was was there any sense of getting back at them for you, or was that not a factor? 
Uh, it's in the back of your mind that they knocked us out, and uh, I think it was a little bit of redemption, but also, you know, you're just looking at that first opponent that you got to get through and uh, taking it one step at a time. So I think in that sense, uh, you know, it doesn't matter who we're playing, we just got to play our game. All right. You guys had a five-minute power play uh, to start the second period. You, you were able to pick up a goal on that, and then you were able to extend to 5-1 early in the second period. What allowed you guys to come out you know, and really take control of the game there in the first 10 minutes of the second? I know our power play's been great all year for us. And, um, you know, we had, we had the intermission to think about it and make sure we uh, got our jobs all, all sorted out. And um, that five-minute power play was, was huge for us, and the goal was definitely big to uh, get that 5-1 lead. Riley Keezer joining us on Inside Sports. He and the Alberta Golden Bears have advanced to the national semifinal, an 8-6 win over Acadia earlier today. Riley, you, I mean, you had a big lead, obviously. They, they got three goals in the last 63 seconds. What happened there in, in the final minute? No, I think, um, you know, we obviously lost our focus and they were able to capitalize. And I think uh, it's not common that you, you get a win and you also get a lesson out of the game that um, it's pretty humbling when you take your foot off the gas and the other team can score that quickly and that, and that many goals. So... I think it's a big lesson for us early in the tournament that every team uh, is here and they deserve to be here. And, you know, we got to play our best for a full 60. We can't take, take any minutes off. How much interest do you take in the other quarterfinal between Saskatchewan? I mean, you know, obviously you're interested because you're going to play the winner, but are you one of those guys where uh, you'll sit and watch or just tell me the result uh, when it's over and we'll look at the film? Yeah, um, I'll probably I'll probably just wait and hear who wins. Uh, might tune in a little bit if a few of my teammates are going, but chances are I'll just be prepping myself and getting my body ready to go for tomorrow. All right. Riley, you, you got to finish your WHL career with the Edmonton Oil Kings, and uh, it helped them win a championship, and then you joined the U of A. Uh, you're an Edmonton area product and now the captain of the Golden Bears. Just what have the last few years meant for you as a hockey player, and I imagine as a person as well, because I, I, I would guess most nights you're playing in front of family and friends. Yeah, I know being able to play at home has definitely been uh, huge for my junior career and for my um, university career. I definitely have a lot of fans at every game, and um, this, their support has been tremendous, and I can't thank them enough. And, yeah, it's just it's been, uh, it's been a huge honor to play, play for the Bears and for the Loyal Kings, and um, both great organizations that um, have a history of success. And... Um, I've been fortunate enough to been on two winning teams with uh, the Morrill Cup and the University Cup. In terms of being a captain, what are some of the things as a captain that, that you try to do? In your mind, what makes a good captain? Um, I try and lead by example, just, just doing my, my best every day and um, working hard and having a positive attitude and hoping that uh, other guys will follow suit. And I think... Um, we have you have huge depth in the dressing room that um, all all our players have have worn letters in the past. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, I think that makes it a lot my job a lot easier. That um, you know we all know what it takes to win, and everyone will step up and and will help me out. So I think that's a huge part, and that's what makes our team so successful. 
Well said. Well, Riley, I, I know it's busy here. You're getting ready for another big game tomorrow. So thanks for making time for us here on Inside Sports. All the best this weekend. Thank you very much. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Got a tweet here from Trevor, and you can follow me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, who says, Last year, the U Sports Hockey quarterfinals were free to stream, so I don't know why they charged for them this year. It was also really weird that you couldn't buy the games individually. And frustrated fan texting in, he goes, Welcome to being a fan, Reed. Things cost money. If you want to watch the Allen Cup, you have to go to a separate website. This is the world of being a fan and not media. Hey, I do pay for stuff in my life. I don't get everything for free. Like when I go to Northern Chicken, I pay for the chicken. By the way, some guests on Inside Sports receive gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down-home southern food and other tasty treats. Salivate over the menu at northchickenyeg.com. You can find them in person, 124th Street, 107th Avenue. That was a good way to work that in, eh, Kellen? That was flawless. I know you're proud of me. Flawless. (laughs) You know who's not getting any chicken? Who? Frustrated fan. Yeah. Well, you might get chicken you bones. Get, you're going to lose the frustration, and then you'll enjoy the chicken more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he texts all the time. I think he's called in a couple of times, too. I believe he? so, yeah. Generally, he's, he's a texter. And he's not yeah. nearly as frustrated as he as he in real life as he is on the text line. Plus, you know, it's hard to sense a sarcasm and that stuff through tweets. He, likes, he likes giving me a hard time, yeah, which, I, which, so. I, uh, which I appreciate. I believe, was it not frustrated fan? I, I, he'll, he'll tell me if I'm wrong. Was it not frustrated fan who said the Eskimos would not win another game in? Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think in it was 2015, him, but... and then they won every game and won yeah, the Grey Cup. I, I think that was somebody else. Though. Might have been somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can text six thirty six thirty seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll update the scoreboard when we get back. Some big games in the NHL. And we're going to catch up with Alex Hoffman-Ellis. He is one interesting dude. Former Edmonton Eskimo, recently retired, wrote an incredible blog called Thank You Football. Uh, At one point, he calls Brock Sunderland. uh, Well, one word starts with M and the other one starts with F. It's pretty candid. We'll get to that when we get back. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. And we got a former Eskimo coming up here in about a minute. Quick update on the scoreboard. Capitals up 4-1 on the Islanders halfway through the third. Senators have pulled even with Dallas. It's 1-1 early in the third. The Sharks out to a 1-0 lead on the Flames. Evander Kane gets his 22nd. That's 13 minutes into the game. No score. Predators and Avalanche late in the first. Still to come. Detroit at Anaheim. The Wild will play the Golden Knights. NBA tonight. Raptors trying to catch up here against Dallas, but the Mavericks still leading 101-97 with four and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. And uh, University Cup, Alberta 8, Acadia 6, Saskatchewan 4, McGill 1. So Alberta and Saskatchewan 
in the national semifinal tomorrow at 1. It'll be on Sportsnet 360 if you want to watch it on TV. I, I sometimes talk about my mother on this show. Uh, loves the Oilers, loves the Eskimos, loves the U of A. Definitely has some teams she dislikes. And the Saskatchewan Huskies hockey team is one of those. I got a text from her while they were playing McGill this afternoon, and the text says, hateful creatures, they better lose. Alex Hoffman-Ellis recently retired from pro football. I'm glad to have him on the show again. Alex, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, uh about to settle in to enjoy the weekend. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. It's good to catch up with you. And I, I got to talk to you during last football season. And uh, I, I know a lot of people really enjoyed listening to you because you're a pretty interesting and uh, well-spoken, intelligent, and, and thoughtful guy. And you, you wrote a pretty incredible blog here. And I, I tweeted out a link to it, and I think you just retweeted it as well. Your A. Hoffington post on Twitter. The blog is Thank yep. You Football, but, but it's pretty raw about some of your ups and downs and challenges you, you faced over the past year. Before we get into some of that, though, how did you know it was time? I mean, you've spent a big part of your life playing football, playing at a high level. How did you know it was time to walk away? I mean, it basically came down to when I was, when I was released, you know, on, on May 8th prior, prior to the season, um, you know, I was in kind of a panic mode, was, you know, was kind of scrambling what to do with my life next. So just as I was, you know, sort of kind of getting a feel for what I was going to do as far as the next step, that was when uh, JC got injured and, and Brock called me to come back. Um, so I came back, but I mean, you know, that, that whole experience just showed me how uh, kind of fleeting one's shelf life in football is and so uh, throughout the season you know I was I was pretty adamant about uh, it being my last season um, because I did not I did not want to put my eggs in one basket again only to you know have the basket spill and me left you know kind of trying to pick up the pieces and so um I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the heck out of my season, uh, you know, kind of being a being a mentor to the young guys, kind of kind of just trying to trying to play my role, and um, you know, I was I was more open about it towards the end of the season, telling teammates, you know, this is this is this is pretty much it for me. I'm about ninety nine percent sure. And, right. Uh, so at the end of the season, when I went into my exit interview with with Brock. And uh, you know, he asked me how I, I felt about the year, and, and uh, I'm pretty sure I just gave like a pretty run-of-the-mill answer or whatever. Uh, and uh, you know, he said he was definitely interested in bringing me back, which which was very flattering to hear. So uh, anyway. This is this is probably a long-winded story. No, this is good, but you you the... you weren't feeling great about uh, about coming back for another year. I got to ask you about Brock Sunderland, and I I really recommend to people to read the blog you wrote. I mean, it won't it won't take them very long, but you're really passionate, you're really honest. And one of the first sentences about Brock Sunderland is, "I instantly hated this 
blank blank. I can't see the word on the radio, but but I mean, you, you, st- you still wound up playing for him. Is, is that is that just how it goes? Sometimes you, you you go through tough situations, but then you you got to mend the bridge or make sure you never totally burn it to begin with. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing. Like that was like just keeping it just keeping it 100 percent real. Like that was my raw emotion at the time. Like. This dude really called me two weeks before I'm about to leave for camp, telling me I'm released. That's his first call. There was no talk of of contract restructure or anything like that. It was just released, and um, it, it put it put me. I was I was already at like a pretty rocky point in my life. Like my finances were kind of dwindling, so I was counting, you know, on this on this income from the season and. Um, yeah, so I was kind of on on loose footing. Uh, so he he was the he was the principal telling you that that you got detention for a few days, right? So or or whatever the right. authority figure you want to use. I mean, like we were we were we were, we've been very honest. Like when he when he brought me back, uh, you know, he gave me a contract, and I and I asked him if he could do things. Uh, you know, I asked him, could you do this this? Like, and I was like. Look, I'm not with the business crap. Like, I'm gonna sign regardless. I'm asking, can you do this? Right. And and so from there, like the dialogue was open and honest with us throughout the rest of the season. Like, do you mind if I ask? He said he wanted me. What's that? Sorry. Do you mind if I ask, Alex? Like, how much? Because I know you're right in your blog here. You're you're talking about salary plus maybe a little bit for housing or playing time incentives. Like, can I ask you how much we're talking about? Like, we're not, you're, you're not negotiating million dollar contracts in, in the CFL. Like, you, you might, if you don't want to, you don't have to tell me your salary if you don't want to, though I, though I am curious. But, like, are, how much were you negotiating over once it got to some of these little details? At, you're talking about after the season. Well, once you came back, right? Because you, you said you you gave him a you dropped off a proposal on a napkin and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Well, 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 that was that was after the season. So, like, so when I when I first came back, I asked him if he could put in uh, it was like a like a playing time bonus, uh, you know, a defensive playing time bonus or whatever. And, uh, you know, at the time he said, no, but, like, we'll get through the season. I'll take care of you on the back end. So I was like, okay, like, I was going to sign regardless. So, okay, all right, like, I'll take your word for it. And so the end of the season, um, yeah, I, it, was a, it was a wireless Wednesday. I wasn't using any electronic devices. And I was at a, I was at a the, the dis, place district over on, a, what is it, like, 109th or something on 109th Street and uh, or 109th Street or 109th Ave and uh, yeah. like it just it just came to me to write down the contract and all I had was a napkin at the time so I wrote it down uh, on a napkin drove back to the facility and walked in on him and uh, Nate Hay our head trainer they were in a meeting and I walked in and I just wanted to drop this off and uh, and that was that was that. Uh, we kept the dialogue open. I was adamant about uh, either either a signing bonus or upfront money in some way um, because you know uh, the contract 
proposal I received was base salary, housing, playtime incentives, and all that means to me is zero dollars in that if you decide that you want to sacrifice, like I said, quality for quantity, go cheaper, go younger, that means I walk away with zero dollars from this non-guaranteed contract I signed. Right. And so um, that's a lot to, and that sets my plans back, you know, for a year because my plans involve going back to school. Um, and so I, I put a hold on the, the application process and whatnot to go through to go through training camp, planning processes, and logistics and whatnot of going back to school, and then all of a sudden, you make a business decision that costs me time. Right. And um, that, coupled with the fact that this this new venture and new adventures that I'm going on are are very fresh and exciting and new for me. Um, you know, it was just, it was this time the the love. The love for the games, it isn't there like that for me anymore. Like, if I was going to come back, it, it would have been, been for the money. It would have been to, you know, which is not like I'm trying to, like, get rich, but it would be for, like, trying to save money for school. But, sure. Right. No, I hear you. Alex Hoffman Ellis joining us on Inside Sports, former Edmonton Eskimo linebacker, recently announced his uh, his retirement. So, so what are you going to do? Is is school coming up right away, or what are the what are the immediate plans here, Alex? I'm curious to know because you seem like you got a lot of diverse interests. Yeah, I'm. Um, I mean, right now I'm I'm substitute teaching in Washington State. Uh, living in living in Portland, Oregon. I'm I'm a volunteer actually at the Oregon Zoo in Portland. Um, I uh, I attend uh, a weekly poetry slam. I write very frequently. Um, and as far as school goes, I've I've sent out all my applications this week. The schools are all in Canada. Um, and gonna go back for uh, eventually marine biology. Oh, wow. And, uh, and uh, yeah, um, probably probably going to end up deferring uh, enrollment in order, to, uh, in order to get my finances right, because from what I understand, uh, as an international student, you got to have, uh, you got to be able to show that in your savings you have uh, the cost of tuition for that year, you know, up front. And so, uh, I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you still got to, still got to take care of that a little bit. Do you, do you think Alex, you, you'd ever want to be involved in football again, even if it's at a grassroots or, or youth or school level with coaching or, or do you feel like football is just totally behind you now? Man, you know, it's, it's so funny. Cause like, uh, my friend, my friend, asked me like, "What do you think about this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't really, I don't really watch sports on TV. Like, my favorite sport to watch is probably like diving, diving, <laughs> scuba dive, scuba diving." Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I love, I love a good ping pong match on YouTube. <laughs> okay, sounds but, um, sounds good. All right, but no, uh, I, uh, I actually uh, shout out. I actually have to shout out uh, Wally Buono, 
for the letter of recommendation. And um, also shout out to Bud Steen, uh, chief evaluator of officials for the letter of recommendation as well. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm not like I'm not closing the door on uh, on on football altogether, but it's just at this at this moment in time, like you know, the ocean the ocean is kind of calling to me. So uh, I've I've got to walk that path. Like the ocean is is and always has been my love, and so um, I'm I'm kind of walking that path at the moment. But I'm I'm never I'm never one to just close the door on on opportunities altogether. Right. My focus is elsewhere now. That's all. Right on. Well, Alex, we wish you all the best. Uh, it, it's very cool talking to you. So whatever, uh, wherever you are going here, whatever path, I hope all the best, and maybe we can talk again, buddy. Thanks so much for coming on tonight. Absolutely, and shout-out to the Italian bakery in Chinatown. I missed that place, man. There we go. Good <laughs> stuff. That is Alex Hoffman, Ellis Little, slice of his life from being an Edmontonian and an Edmonton Eskimo right at the end of the interview. Again, I, I tweeted out the uh, link to his uh, to his blog there called Thank You Football. Pretty honest about how he feels about some of his experiences, good and bad, with the game and with the Eskimos. Okay, it's 7.49. we got to call a quick timeout. One final look at the scoreboard. I'll let you know what's going on with the Oilers in Florida tomorrow. Inside Sports on Chad. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. So that was Alex Hoffman Ellis. The ocean is calling him. Football career done. Trying to get some tuition money for school. Hope things work out for him for sure. It, it is a really interesting blog if you want to check that out. Got a text here during the interview from an anonymous texter. It's the message simply, have another joint, Alex. I decided not to read that while Alex was on the air. Though I was tempted to ask perhaps how he was spending his Friday. Or if he had any chips around. Frustrated fan says that was me, Reed, who said the Eskimos wouldn't win another game after the Labor Day Classic in 2015. I was happy to be wrong. Frustrated fan also says your send-off song on Fridays is because of me. That is a little little known fact. Frustrated fan composed the Littlest Hobo theme. I didn't know that. Yeah, if you ever watch an episode of Littlest Hobo, it just says theme composed by Frustrated fan. Well, I hope he's enjoying the royalties. Oh, he's getting tons of royalties. Oh, yeah. He probably gets Got 15 cents a month. He's got you. <laughs> Oilers will play the Florida Panthers tomorrow. Here's Coach McClellan. They are. They're on a roll. They, uh, they're they rallying right now for, for a couple of reasons, and I think they're both great. Uh, one is obviously their playoff push, but two, I think the community. Uh, and, um, you know, what happened here about a month ago from that point on, uh, I think they, they've used that as a rally, rallying point. Maybe I'm assuming something, but uh, their play has been tremendous since then. They've really come together as a team. And, um you know, like any any of the the games on this trip, we're going to have uh, our hands full. It'll be a big challenge, but um, I liked our practice today. I thought we uh, we had a lot of tempo, a lot of spirit in practice. Um, very competitive. 
Uh, now, can that carry over into an afternoon game? Um, some days we've had good good starts in those situations, other days poor. Uh, we're hoping that today's practice can translate to a good one. The Oilers are generally not a good matinee team, as I'm sure you know, though they have been able to win a couple this season. No Chris Russell at practice today. Blocked a shot the other night. Will not play tomorrow. Maybe comes back in against Tampa Bay. And you may have heard that... Uh, Pretty brief and blunt comment from Todd McClellan about Pontus Aberg simply saying he missed practice and will not play tomorrow. So uh, that's all we know about that right now. The Oilers update for Nisku Ford. Every model on sale every day, Nisku Ford above expectations. You can get more on this, uh, the latest for the World Cup bid for 2026 on 630Ched.com. Edmonton, Toronto, and Montreal, the three potential host cities for games in Canada. The way it's structured right now, 80 total games, 60 in the States, 10 in Canada, 10 in Mexico, June 13th, the next big day to see uh, what happens with the uh, with the next stage. <laughs> I, just got, I, lo- I love some of the texts we get. Do you have it open there? Uh, I don't. Well, somebody, there, there was a word there that... Uh, Alex Hoffman Ellis used in his blog mm-hmm. that I I can't say on the radio, and right. I just got a suggestion on how I could shorten it on on air. But I don't even know if I I would say the, the, the short the shortened suggestion. But right. I do I do appreciate the I I ain't the hippest guy. I tell I you what, so I don't know the lingo the the kids are using. I want to log in after the show and check out that uh, I, text. I do appreciate uh, that text, whoever you are out there. That's that's funny. If you make me if you make me laugh, I'll usually read the text. Okay, Sharks and Flames now one one after one. Predators and Avalanche one one after one. Stars and Senators one one late in the third. Capitals are up 6-3 on the Islanders in the last minute of the third period. Coming up, Ducks home to the Wings, Vegas home to Minnesota. The uh, Toronto Raptors and Dallas Mavericks now in overtime. Dallas has pulled ahead 110-106. Alberta, Saskatchewan in the National Hockey Semifinal tomorrow. 1 o'clock face-off. We have the Oilers and the Panthers on 6.30, Chad. 10.30 a.m. for the face-off show. The game will start at noon. Thanks to our guests tonight, besides Alex Hoffman-Ellis, you heard from Riley Kieser, Mark Spector, Jack Michaels, and Steve Arsenault. Arsenault playing for gold in para-ice hockey on Sunday. Talk to you tomorrow morning. Today's Friday. 6.30, Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30, Chad.